wide. So, so we got some mercenaries. Because we wanted to make sure that we're here to be um, a part of this great celebration. To all of the ministers, to uh, Reverend Hines, my brother, to Reverend Carr, my brother, to Reverend Darren Martin, who that wonderful introduction. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to see if I can write a check for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a great, great son in ministry. Very, very proud of him. And if you know his story, you understand why he became so emotional. Uh, uh, his wife, ex wife, late wife, died after many years of marriage. And she was incapacitated for well over 10 years. And uh, he was faithful to take care of her. Uh, like a man ought to. And, uh, after the funeral, I told him, I said, you've done your part. And I was going to bless you. You blessed him now with another gorgeous wife. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. I woke up this morning. I said, what y'all think I was doing? He got on a light pink shirt and a dark pink tie. She got on a light and dark pink shirt and a pink top. I said, what's all this? But it's so good. Thank you for the introduction to our ushers. Thank you for being here. And uh, Chairman of our Deacon Board, uh, for being Larry, thank you, and to my trustee and my cousin. I didn't know, and I'm sending them to her, I didn't know when I came here that I had an actual cousin in the St. James Church. Yeah. Brother J. Dale Bell. Yeah. And, and it ain't just a play cousin, it's a for real cousin. Yeah. And, uh, we're grateful for that. Deacon, uh, Deacon Gray, yes. and he's just the, the fix, uh, fix, uh, fixture yes, around the lanes, moving around here. Thank you for being Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Thank you, musicians, Sister Stephanie, Brother Snowball, Ray Murray, and Brother Audrey for uh, handling the business today. <laughs> Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk for a few minutes this afternoon, and I promise I won't be before you long. This is my third sermon today, and uh, I ate in a hurry this afternoon, so I want to take my time and eat after this sermon. So I hope my plate is paused ready for me to take it. I'll under with it. 
Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. I want to talk about the law of reaping and sowing. All right, all right. The law of reaping and sowing. This text, the book of Galatians, is a book that Paul writes to this church who had literally broken his heart. On this church anniversary celebration, it's so important for us to be reminded that the spirit and culture and climate and flow of a church has so much to do with the pastor's spirit and his attitude. If you want to grieve the pastor's spirit, operate in total opposition to what's in his heart. I believe that as we celebrate the church anniversary, it should be a celebration and an affirmation of the heart of the pastor's vision for the church in this season. And, 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 and as you, and, and I thank you for the church history because uh, in the church history I did notice that good time was given to the present dynamic of the pastor's vision and what's going on as God uses this man to take this church to the next level and to the next purpose in this particular season. As, as, as this particular Apostle Paul evaluates this church, he notices something. He notices that the spirit in which this church was developed under his leadership and under his tutelage. He notices that the climate and culture that he had created to make this church viable and visible and victorious. As he noticed that what he had sown into the life of the Galatians had become problematic. It became problematic because what he had sown into the lives and the hearts and spirits of the Galatian people did not take root in the manner that he had anticipated. He had sown seeds of love. He had sown seeds of joy. He had sown seeds of freedom. He had sown seeds of inclusiveness. He had sown seeds of justification and sanctification and the freedom in Christ. He had sown the seed of salvific freedom to everyone that would embrace the gospel message. He had sown seeds that had resulted in fruits of righteousness, joy, and peace, and all of the other fruits of the Spirit being manifest in those who were agnostic and who were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. He had sown seeds that had brought this church to be strong and to give God praise because those who were on the fringes, on the outskirts, who were on the, on the fringes of life found their way. They were Gentiles, almost heathens, and found their way into the circle of God's amazing 
grace. And as they began to embrace their newfound freedom in Christ, as they began to give God praise for what God had done, they had, for some reason, began to allow the Judaizers. And as Paul would depict in the first portion of this book, uh, uh, Dr. Pierce, those who were of the circumcision, <laughs> began to tell them that you have to be circumcised to be saved. And you've got to follow a whole bunch of rules and regulations and restrictions and requirements and regiments in order to be who God wants you to be. And because of their excitement, they really wanted to do what was right, but they became confused because those who are the circumcision had more church experience than those who had just come to the Galatian church. How many of you believe and will agree with me? Church folks can mess some folks up. Church folk can have you confused. Church folk can make you doubt your salvation. Church folk will make you look like and act like you are in the wrong place. I can't stand church folks with their fair sophisticated sophisticators and to be 
in order to operate in ministry. I should be able to get what I need, do what I need to do in order to fulfill God's call on my life, regardless of what family I came from. Do I have a witness here? That's why there is a difference between European theology and liberation theology. Because theology has this pecking order that God operates from the top down. When in actuality, God operates from the bottom up. Are y'all out there? I don't have to be in a certain culture in order to know who Jesus is. I heard somebody say that God can reach way down. And Jesus can pick you up. Is there anybody here that knows that the doctrine of salvation is for everybody? For the last, the lost, the least, the unlucky, the left out, the left over, and the left for me. So their theology, their theology was exclusive. But Paul was reminding them that the doctrine that he taught them was inclusive. Do I have a witness again? And so this inclusive doctrine that Paul had preached and had culturized this church to become one of joy and peace that depicted and described the fruit of the Spirit, they allowed the Judaizers to sow seed. Of discord. That's why God hates seven things. And one of the things that God hates are those who sow seeds of discord among the brethren. Y'all know anybody like that? Y'all know anybody else? How many members you got? You always got somebody sowing some devilish seeds. And it don't matter how big your church is, but I do it. You always got a Judas. If you got 12, remember you got one Judas. If you got 24, remember you got two Judas. If you got 36, remember you got three Judas. Anybody raised in the 60s? 
And ministry is about sowing and reaping. You won't miss Paul to be better. Sow some better seed. You won't miss Paul to grow. Sow some good seed. St. James, if we want our church to grow, we've got to sow the right seeds. I don't hear nobody. If we want our churches to become all that God can have them to be, you get these Negroes and these Negroes to shut their mouth and let the right stuff come out of their mouth and quit sowing seeds of discord and become sowers of good seeds.
may not ever get what I gave in one place. Because God is in charge of the law of reaping and sowing. What I saw at New Testament 30 years ago. Y'all ain't saying about I can't get mad at New Testament for not giving me what I thought they owed me. $200 a week and we built a church, burnt the mortgage. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And I lived on that for over three years. Built the church and burnt the mortgage and God sent me somewhere else. I'll never get what I got at New Testament, but thanks be to God, where I was and where I am, God is allowing me to reach the Wrong with you. That's why you gotta help me. 
you can. Lift everybody you can. Do I have a witness in you? This God is trying to do something greater. That's why we come here today. Because we want to sow some seeds in this vision. We want to sow some seeds in this house. We want to sow some seeds in this soil.
that the way you treat people when they sin is going to come back to you. If you can't help somebody when they're down, it's going to come back to you. You are either drunk or crazy. If you don't think that you're going to need forgiveness, if you don't think that you're going to need help, you are drunk or crazy. But Paul wraps it up when he says, Be not a weary and well doing. For a new season, you shall reap if you faint. Can I get somebody to just shout, My new season is coming? Come on, shout again, My new season is coming. If you believe it, give them some praise. Oh, my God. 